Happy, blessed, fortunate, and be envied are those who are in church with us. Amen. <laughs> this is a great place to be. Amen. It's a great place to be. I, I know, you know, sometimes we, we get into situations and life gets busy and it gets hectic and we think we don't have time. Uh, you, you know what? You just gotta, you gotta, you gotta renew your mind here. You don't, you, you don't want to miss what God's doing. So you just want to be a part of it. The Bible says that those who are planted in the house, they'll flourish. You know, that's, that's the life that God wants for you. He wants your life to be flourishing. Amen. His plan is to prosper you, to increase you more and more, to, uh, you know, to lead you into the future with hope. And, and, uh, and there's something, you know, uh, well, I, I, can, I can get this on my own. You can't get this on your own. Uh, I can get a lot on my own, but I can't get this on my own. And what, what God does in that corporate setting, man, I'll tell you something, there's nothing like it. And, uh, you know, we've been doing life together with some of these people for over 20 years. And the reality is, is that it's just crazy good life. And, and the more the more time we spend together in this environment, the stronger our relationships come. And, uh, you know, well, I, well, yeah, but I'm part of a bowling league. <laughs> well, you know, uh, that's a great place to fish. Come on, that's, that's a great place to let your light so shine. But it's not going to grow in you what you need when when life kind of vomits up on you. Hello? Yeah, uh, uh, we, we've been in some stuff, you know, just like everybody else. And i got to tell you, it's awesome to have people who are standing next to you who, who, who uh, well, it's like Philippians chapter 2 in the message. It says, if you've gotten anything at all out of this community of faith, uh, here's what I want you to do. Uh, he said, uh, I want you to love one another, agree with each other, be deep-spirited friends. And, and there's nothing like going through life with people that you love. And, 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 and you know, that's a growing process. What are you laughing about? It, it, you know, it, it's, there's nothing like going through life with people you love, people that you're in agreement with them, right? We're agreeing. This is the future. This is what we're believing for. This is where we're going. This is what we're going to accomplish. And, and people that you have deep-spirited relationship with. And so, you know, and God's doing that. You know, God's doing that right here tonight. And there's people in the room. And, and, uh, uh, you, and I, I, just, I just feel led to throw this at you. that There's people in the room God wants you to connect with. So that you can be stronger because, you know, uh, they're strong in areas you're not. You're strong in areas where they aren't. And, and, and we need one another. Amen. I said we need one another. Look, look at somebody and tell them, I need you. Amen. Some of you guys look the other way. You look one way and then you look the other way. You know, think about how that made that guy feel. Now, you know, you probably should look back and say, yeah, you too. Okay. Uh, you know, we, we, we were talking about happy habits last week and just taking one step during the week. You know, how many of you took a step? Yeah, don't lie because, you, you know, liars are friars. You know, you don't want to raise your hand. You know, power of God take you out right here because we got enough spots on the carpet. Those are people who lied. <laughs> won't be real careful, especially in the back. You know, that's where God seems to get you. But, uh, uh, you know. You, you, you know, you want to take a step, work hard, right? You, uh, happy, happy people have happy habits. They work hard. You know, work harder. You know, just apply yourself a little bit more. Happy people plan ahead. Plan more. Hey, man, sit down and plan more. Dream, dream bigger dreams and, and believe God for bigger things. Happy people budget well. You know, if you don't have a budget, get started. Right? 
Happy people are lifelong learners. Learn something. <laughs> you remember when you used to ask the kids, what did you learn at school today? Nothing. You know, it, you know, I digress, but it, it still it just blows my mind. You know, uh, how many how many young people when they when they're going in for their you know the, that driver's test they got to take that test, and and the first time they don't want anybody to know about it because they flunked it, and and they, inevitably they come out of there and say what happened and, and it's a stupid test. I flunked that stupid test, and I'm thinking. Well, what are you going to do when you take the smart test? I mean, you can't pass the stupid test. <laughs> you know, uh, you know what will help you if you keep passing or flunking the stupid test? You might want to read the stupid book. Because if, if you read the stupid book, you could pass the stupid test. A lot of people think they're going to pass that stupid test, not read the stupid book. And, and not only drivers, but people in life. How about you read the book? Then you pass that test. Be a lifelong learner. Number five, happy, happy people, a happy habit. They never quit. So keep stepping. Amen? Just keep stepping. Keep stepping. Keep stepping. You know what to do uh, when you're going through hell, right? Just keep moving. Just don't stop. You know, uh, and, and we've all been through there. We've been through hell a few times, uh, you know, and, and I know some of you have too. We saw you when we were there. We were going, and there you were. And, and uh, what you don't want to do is set up a tent. You know, just pack up and just start taking steps and, 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 and develop these happy habits. Grow yourself. Just find one and grow yourself again this week. Let's keep getting better. Uh, let's keep getting better. Amen. And I want to keep talking about happy people because that's what we want. We want you to be happy people. Amen. Happy, blessed, fortunate, and to be envied. Amplified version. Happy, blessed, blessed. That word blessed means to be positioned to win or succeed regardless of the situation. You know, that you would be positioned to win or succeed. And again, this is kind of off my notes, maybe a future week. But uh, happy people are people of the word because to be blessed it, it is it, it's to have God speak to you. How did God bless people? He spoke. He put Adam and Eve in the garden. He blessed them and said. And what he said is what empowered them. That's what blessed them. And, and if you're going to be blessed, if you're going to be happy, blessed, fortunate, and to be envied, you're going to have God's word. Get in the book. Come on, guys. Let's let, let's be walking Bibles. Amen. Be your own version. Just make sure it agrees. Don't be a paraphrase. Uh, I, I want us to look at a scripture, Psalms 126. I want to read it from the message. It says, it seemed like a dream. Too good to be true when God returned Zion's exiles. It seemed like a dream. Too good to be true. We laughed. We sang. We couldn't believe our good fortune. We were the talk of the nations. Listen to what they said. God was wonderful to them. Look at verse 3. God was wonderful to us. We are one happy people. Now, God, do it again. Bring rains to our drought-stricken lives. So those who planted their crops in despair will shout hurrahs at the harvest. So those who went off with heavy hearts will come home laughing with armloads of blessing. Come on. Somebody say, that's me. Yeah, he's talking about me there. Okay, look at verse 3 again. God was wonderful to us. We are one happy people. I, I, and, and, you know, it's really simple. It's really basic. But I want you to see this. It says God was wonderful to us. 
You know, I, I bet if we took a if we took a poll tonight, most of us have had an experience in our life where God was wonderful to us. God was wonderful. You know, one of the cool things about the character of God, He said, "I'm the Lord God; I change not." The same yesterday, today, and forever. So, what God did is going to look an awful lot like what He's doing. What He's doing is going to look like what He's going to do. So, if He was wonderful, He is wonderful, and He's going to be wonderful. God was wonderful. We are one happy people. God was wonderful. We are happy. God was wonderful. We are happy. Let me just tell you what's in this verse tonight that I want to talk about. That happy people remember. Unhappy people, sad people, grumpy people, they, they're quick to forget. They don't remember how wonderful God was. So they're looking at the situation or the circumstance and, 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 and they start getting down on it. And, and well, why? Because they forget how wonderful God was. They forget that because he was wonderful, well, then he is wonderful. And he'll be wonderful. They forget that God brought them out. They forget that God lifted them out. They forget that God saved their soul. They forget that God blessed their house. They forget that God saved their kids. They forget that God healed their body. They forget that God paid their bills. They forget that God came through. Because where they are right now, they don't like it. But happy people remember. And it's not hard to say, God, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. I, I want to talk about happy people. Remember, forgetting is just a much, uh, is as much of a part of being human as breathing. You know, think about it. From where you left the car keys to where did we drop off the kids. Uh, you know, the basics kind of get lost with the hectic pace of our life. It's not that we don't have the information. It's just that we've forgotten what we already know. Scripturally, we wrestle with these same issues. Uh, we complicate Christian life until we lose sight of the basics on which the whole thing stands. And as a, re- as a result, we, we end up spending a lot of time and effort and energy over mighty little things, details that don't really matter. And we forfeit the peace and the strength that comes by knowing, seeing, and recognizing the bigger picture. We forget. You know, there are some things that we... Well, you know, uh, we need to remember, and we, we need to know them every single day. Because, see, if we're not careful, we'll forget to remember the important stuff. We'll forget to remember, number one, God, you brought me out. You lifted me up. He brought me out. He brought me out. He brought me out. I don't know about your life, but I definitely know about mine. And I'm not exactly where I want to be, but I'm sure glad I'm not where I was. He, he, he brought you out. You could be going through a hellacious situation right now, but realize that God's hand is heavy upon your life. 
Now, I think the enemy wants to get you to hyper-focus on all these little things that, that don't really change the, the end result, and, and we end up uh, dealing with stuff that's irrelevant. We end up uh, investing our life and our time and our effort, our resource, into things that aren't the issue. And, and if, we could just, if we could just bring our mind back and get focused on the truth again, God brought me out. Don't forget how wonderful God's been to you. Deuteronomy 6. This passage has meant a lot to us over the years. It says, Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that you might do them in the land where you go to possess it. That you might fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son. What God's doing in you is it's not just about you and your kid. It's even reaching into the third and fourth generation. That you could do this all the days of thy life and that thy days might be prolonged. Hear, therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it. Hear and do it. Hear and do. You know what you're supposed to do? What you've heard. That's why you've got to get the book, because you don't know what to do until you've heard what he said. And he said, and when you're doing it, look, it's going to be well with thee. I obey, so it goes well with me. That's what we taught our boys when they were little. You know, when they would disobey and when they would need correction, we would, uh, you, you know, you, you might spank your boys or, or maybe you don't. You know, I don't believe in spanking. I'm a believer. And uh, we, we, you know, the Bible says that uh, if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. And it says that if you beat him with a rod, he will not die. That's in the Bible. I can't believe you're going to talk about beating your kids. I'm not. I'm, you know that thing that's going to hurt me more than it is you? Oh, no, it ain't. We, we would spank our kids, you know. At, why? Because well, I loved them. And, and I wanted them to live a long life. And I'd tell them, you know, when we were done, uh, we would always say this together. I obey so it goes well with me. You know, sometimes in your life you got situations that aren't going so well. I obey so it goes well with me. Look, I obey so it goes well and that I might increase mightily. You know, I just want to point out, you know, just kind of a sub point maybe here, just a thought. That the level of increase is often determined by the level of obedience that you operate in. You ain't got no increase, maybe you ain't got no obedience. You got a little tiny increase, maybe it's because you just obey when it's convenient. Just a thought. Hear and do, and it'll go well. You will increase as the Lord God of thy fathers has promised you in a land that flows with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. You're going to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day, they're going to be in your heart. And you're going to teach them to your kids. And you're going to talk of them when you're sitting down and when you're walking down the road and when you're lying down and when you're getting up. And you're going to bind them for a sign upon thy hand that they may be as frontless between thine eyes. And you shall write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. 
And it's going to happen that when the Lord thy God has brought thee into the land which he swore unto thy fathers, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, to give you great and good cities which you didn't build, and he's going to fill your house with good stuff that you didn't fill, and wells that were digged that you didn't dig, and vineyards and olive trees that are you didn't plant. When you've eaten and you're full, then beware lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee out. Here's the deal is God brought you out to bring you into something. Don't forget he brought you out. Don't forget he's given us cities we didn't build. He's given us houses filled with good things that we didn't fill. He's given us, you know, wells that we didn't dig. He's given us vineyards and olive trees that we didn't plant. And, and, you know, I I really do wish that I had about an hour of Pentecostal preach time. Because this is some crazy good stuff here. And you just need to, you just need to, to, to settle in and, 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 and read that and, and meditate that and let God speak to you about what He brought you out of so that He could bring you into something that was awesome. You know, several years ago when, uh, uh Shelby and I, uh, we, we took a church in Salem, Oregon, in, uh, Kaiser, and, uh, I had recently, uh, been praying uh, just previous to that, I'd been praying. We were traveling around, and we had sold everything we owned. Shelby's family thought I'd lost my mind, and, and uh, that's never really changed. But, uh, uh, but we had sold everything. We're traveling in a motorhome. We got a phone call one day, and, and, uh, uh, and it was about a church and a long story there. But we ended up uh, going up to this church and hearing God, and, and uh, we agreed together. We were going to go take the church in Kaiser, and, and uh, we 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 had we owned nothing. We had one chair that had uh, belonged to her nana and papa, and and uh, uh, and nothing else. And I remember the the guy that had started. He had just barely gotten the church started. They had about 25 people, and and they had bought in a building. His wife had gotten sick, and they had called us up. And and uh, uh, and he had a business, and he said, "I'll tell you what. You come up and take the church, and you can go to work for me." And uh, uh, we prayed about it. Felt God wants to take the church, but on the way into town. God began to speak to me, and he used these verses. He said, you know what, uh, I'll fill your house. I'll fill your house with good things. I'll fill your house with good things. I'll give you a house full of good stuff, because we were kind of concerned, what are we going to do? We have nothing. And I, I remember uh, just filling in my spirit that I, I just needed to obey God. I heard God. I needed to obey God. It would go well with me. I was going to increase mightily. And, and I called him up, and I said, uh, you know what? I can't work for you and build the church. I have to make a choice, so I'm just gonna uh, I'm just gonna build the church. And and he said, "Okie dokie." Uh, what are you gonna sleep on? I said, "Ah, well, we got the motorhome. We'll sleep in the motorhome till till we get something." Shelby and I began to pray together, and people began to uh, call us up. God began to fill the house. Stuff started coming in. Uh, when I'd sold everything, we'd sold, uh, uh, we had just bought a brand new sectional couch, and, and uh, it was Shelby's dream couch, you know. When you first get married, how many know you have a dream couch? And uh, uh, that was the one, and, and, and a gal came by, and she, she, you know, when we were selling everything, everything sold in one day. Everything that we owned sold in one day, and a gal came by, and she bought our couch, and she gave us $1,000, and this was how many years ago? How old are you? 24, and what's your name again? Okay, uh, so 20, 25, no, he, he was born 45 years ago, and, and uh, 
You know, I mean, it was a lot. And she had bought that couch from us. And we'd, you know, we'd traveled around and all kinds of stuff. And then one day she calls me up and we're sitting in the motorhome. And, you know, and we're preaching on the weekend. And we're, you know, and we're just believing God. And one day I got a phone call and that gal said, hey, uh, would you like that couch? And I said, uh, well, yeah, but I, I'm not, I don't have $1,000 right now. And she said, oh, I, I don't want to sell it to you. Uh, I want to give it to you. She said, I bought that couch and wrapped it in plastic and moved to Salem, Oregon. And uh, it wouldn't fit, and so I had to put it in storage. It's the only thing in storage. It's costing me so much a month to have the storage unit for the couch. So we've never, ever used it. You want the couch? You betcha. God filling our house with good things. I couldn't believe that somebody paid me $1,000 to store my couch until we heard from God. You know, God can do some crazy stuff. I said, God can do some crazy stuff. How, however, however, I learned a lesson, you know, because in the process, and I mean, you know, we were praying and believing God for stuff, and, and uh, we needed a refrigerator, and a, and a lady called us up. She didn't come to our church. She didn't know us at all, but uh, a friend of hers had brought her to the church one weekend, and, you know, she, she, she was there just, you know, but she couldn't wait to get back to her own church because she thought we were nuts. And, and, uh, but she called me up one day, and she said, I'm in the store. I'm at Sears right now. And she said, and it's, you know, and she's a little old lady. She said, you know, I need you to get down to Sears right away. I was buying myself a new refrigerator, and God stopped me and said to have you come pick one out that you need it worse than I do. I've selected three. See if one of those will work. We got down there, and she had picked out three of the most expensive refrigerators there. Shelby picked the one she wanted. They delivered it. God was filling our house with good things. It's crazy. Yeah, but you're the preacher. No, I'm telling you that God will do it for you. But we learned some stuff. We learned some stuff. One day a guy backed his pickup right up, you know, across the front lawn and straddled the sidewalk right to the front door, wrapped on the door, and I opened the door, and he's just thrilled to death. Got a washer and a dryer in the back of the truck. And Shelby's inside the house going, praise God, I hate the laundromat. And I walked outside and looked at it, and it was garbage. The lid was rusted off the washing machine. I mean, it was junk. And I looked at him and said, uh, listen. If you need me to help you unload this at the dump, we'll do that. And he stopped and he looked at me and he said, oh, I thought you needed a washer and dryer. I said, I do. This is a washer and dryer. I said, no, that used to be a washer and dryer. <laughs> and he goes, well, you said that God was filling your house and, and I, I brought it over here. And I think God, I said, I don't think God had anything to do with this. I think you needed to get rid of your junk. And he's getting a little mad, and, and you know me, that really upset me. <laughs> and he said, well, I don't understand. And I said, well, God said he's going to fill my house with good things, and that ain't good. But if I accept it, I've just lowered the bar for the definition of good in my life. I think that's what a lot of us have done. We've, we've lowered the definition because you let a lot of things into your life that aren't good. There's a lot of stuff in your house that ain't good. It ain't good for you. It ain't good for your kids. It ain't good for your environment. It ain't good for your health. It ain't good for your finances. It ain't good for your emotions. It's not good. Hello, somebody. You just, you, just, you know, no, no. you got to remember God brought you out to bring you into something. And he, he didn't bring you out of that chaos so you could just lower the standard and get another guy that's crazy and beats on women. He didn't bring you out of a financial devastation so that you could create a new whirlwind of financial despair. He didn't bring you out of physical, you know, uh, you, you understand what I'm saying? You've got to remember that he brought you out 
to bring you in. You, you, you can't forget to remember that you really are ready for anything. Don't forget he brought you out, but don't forget you're ready for anything. I think in, in, in a lot of life situations, we forget just how ready we are. Look at this in the message, Philippians 4.11, in the message. Actually, I don't have a sense of needing anything personally. Can I just tell you that that's kind of where we live? You know, if you ask me, what do you need? I, you know, well, when it comes to stuff, I don't need any stuff. I've learned by now to be quite content, whatever my circumstances. I'm just as happy with little as with much and with much as with little. I've found the recipe for being happy. Listen to this. I found the recipe for being happy, whether full or hungry, hands full or hands empty. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. You can make it. You've got strength. Well, look at it in Amplified. I have strength for all things. I'm ready for anything. I'm equal to anything through him who's infusing me with inner strength. I have strength for all things. See, what we, what we have to remember is that he has already empowered us and he's positioned us. See, you think about it. God's blessed you, blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be in. God's blessed you. So if God actually spoke to you and brought you here, you know, you think about it. How did I end up at the garden? How did I end up in this room with these crazy people? How in the world did I end up here? Well, I th- believe that God was speaking. And he brought you. So his word has positioned you with people. I have strength. Sometimes we forget our strength. See, we're thinking that our strength is, is, is in ourselves. No, our strength is in Him. But we are His body. So when I have strength for all things, come here, Todd. He, you know, there's, there's certain things in my life that, that are non-strengths. And you can point them out. You're not spiritually gifted if you can find my non-strength. I just need to tell you that if you can locate my non-strength, that doesn't mean you got discernment. That means you breathe. But I have, I have areas of non-strength, but God positions a man next to me by the name of Todd Wilkerson. And some of the places where I have non-strength, he actually has strength. Right? But, but you're still, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but, okay, we can see his strength, but we can still see, you know, some of, some of your non-strengths. Well, of course you can. Because, you know, but come here, Craig. Come here, Craig. Don't sleep. Come here, Craig. And, and God brings, you know, a Craig into my life. And all of a sudden, you know, some of the other areas where I have, you know, are you seeing it that he's got me covered here and he's got and now because of the two of them, my, my non strength starting to dissipate a little bit because I got them. Come here, Tim. And God, God throws a doctor, Tim Chen, into my realm and, and, and he connects him to these people. And, and come here, Evan, stand there. Come here, Ryan, stand here. Come on, bro. Come on, Goody. Bring your two shoes up here. Goody, two shoes on the way to the bring your two shoes, Goody. Put them right on. And God keeps adding to my, and, you know. We can keep this thing going, right? Look that way so they can see you. Look over there so they can see you. Don't ignore those people. They matter. You're just staring at your wife. What's going on with that? Stop it. Just look over there. And, and you know, and we could, we could wrap them. Or, you know, we could get everybody to come stand up here. What, what is it? This is my strength for all things. 
But sometimes I forget my strength. So I go outside this room and I try to handle my stuff with my strength. And I quote in Scripture, God, you've given me strength for all things. And he's looking at me like, well, why do you disconnect from it? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Well, why are you getting your hiney handed to you? Well, because I shared with them what I was thinking. They didn't agree, and that bothers me. Don't forget you have strength. You're ready for anything. If you stay where God spoke. Now I have strength. Don't forget your strength. Don't forget, you, you really are ready for it. You can handle anything. You can't handle it alone. You can't handle nothing alone. You're sitting alone in your bedroom and a TV commercial comes on. You can't handle it. You're, you're right down at Krispy Kreme. You know, you, know, you, you know, you're driving down the street and there's a billboard and, and you're totally out of control. You get one crazy thought that comes into your mind and you're down at the malls. Charge! And, and you, you know, you're doing all kinds of craziness when you're on your own. But you use the strength that God brought into your life and a lot of the crazy stuff. All of a sudden, it don't have no power because you recognize your strength. Thank, give these guys a hand. Thank them. Thank you, gentlemen. But you, you don't forget. Don't forget. You're ready for anything. Here's here's another thing. Happy people can remember. You you can't forget to remember this. We know God. We know God. I think a lot of us we live we live and, and I'm just being you know. Transparent. I, I, I'm just being, you know, uh, just as plain as I can. We, we live like we've forgotten we know God. I think sometimes a, a lot of our actions, a lot of our decisions, a, a lot of our choices, they're made as if we've forgotten. Oh, yeah, I know God. Yeah, we've been called by God, chosen by God, his peculiar people, a holy people. Some of the stuff you got going on in your life, that's what people do, people who don't know God. That's what they do. But you know God. You can't forget that you know God. You, I said you can't forget that you know God. Look at your neighbor and say, wow, he's talking to you now. Listen to this, Matthew 6 in the message, starting at verse 31. What I'm trying to do here is get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things. But you know both God and how he works. So steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow, God will help you deal with whatever hard thing comes when the time comes. How about we just live like we know God? Like we know God's coming through. Like we know God is going to answer. Like we know God's not going to let us down. That we know that if we hear and obey, it's going to go well. Increase is going to multiply. I'm going to walk into the city that I didn't build, and I'm going to find a house filled that I didn't fill, and I'm going to find vineyards that I didn't plant and, and, and crops that I didn't sow. Because God is wonderful. And we are one happy people. 
one last thing. Don't forget, God remembers. God remembers. Psalms 105, starting at verse 37. He led Israel out, their arms filled with loot. Not one among his tribes even stumbled. Egypt was glad to have them go. They were scared to death of them. God spread a cloud to keep them cool through the day and a fire to light their way through the night. They prayed and he brought quail, filled them with the bread of heaven. He opened the rock and water poured out. It flowed like a river through that desert. All because he remembered his covenant. His promise. Remember this. He led his people out singing for joy. His chosen people marched, singing their hearts out. He made them a gift of the country they entered, helped them seize the wealth of the nations so they could do everything he told them so that they could follow his instructions to the letter. Don't forget God remembers. God remembers what he called you to. God remembers what he brought you out of so that he could bring you into. He remembers what he's bringing you into. God remembers his promise. He's not going to forget his promise. So you shouldn't forget that God remembers. You don't need to worry. Happy people don't worry. You don't need to be motivated by fear. Fear is not going to make you happy. Don't get all tight and stingy. Happy people aren't stingy. Just remember, God brought you out. Used to be in bondage, but I am free. Remember, you're ready for anything. You're ready for anything. I have strength. Remember, you know God. Fear thou not, for I have redeemed thee. I've called thee by thy name. God knows my name. God remembers his promise. Don't forget to remember. Don't forget to remember. Whatever you're going through right now, just remember God's not done with you yet. Whatever you're dealing with right now, just recognize, you know what? I'm ready for anything. Whatever faces you, whatever's screaming at you, just remember, I know God. He's wonderful. I'm a happy guy. And I remember this, that God remembers me. Amen? God remembers me. Close your book and bow your head. Let me pray for you.